Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and welcome back to the match previews. Uh, this week we will be taking a look uh, towards the Wolves game, uh, which is Newcastle's second away game of the season. I'm Scott, I'll be your host for this evening and tonight we are joined by Ian and Decker. Uh, Ian, how are you my friend? I'm very good, I've just put me out of office on until the 6th of September, so <laughs> absolutely loving life at the minute. Get in. Get in. It's no better. Nothing. No, no better feeling than putting that little out of office on, and it just, uh, just forgetting all your worries. Decca, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, mate. Yes, I'm very good. Uh, happy with through to the next round. So that's always positive. Um, yep. My uh, out of office is definitely not on at the moment. So um, <laughs> I'm not living the dream like Ian is. <laughs> yeah, neither, neither am I. Neither is mine, unfortunately. And it'll be a while until it is as well. Um. These match previews we do every single week um, or multiple times a week if you uh, if you have a midweek match. Uh, and it's one of many videos that we do on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. If this is the type of content that you like, uh, please consider becoming a subscriber to the channel. It's absolutely free to do so. And all you need to do is just scroll down from this video and hit the big red button where that says subscribe. Whilst you're there, there's another couple of things that you can do. You can either give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, whether you like or dislike this video. And you can also hit the little bell notification to be notified when we post new videos. We have a whole host of content, a plethora of content throughout the weeks, all throughout the season, as well as the World Cup. So it's really, really uh, something to, to get a notification for. Before we get started, I do just need to let you all know that the Gallagher Shots match preview is now sponsored by Magpin Badges. Magpin Badges are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends, and retro kits. For more information, you can go to magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Right, all that YouTube malarkey is out of the way. 
let's. That was very smoothly to... done there, Scott. That was <laughs> it. Very, very Seamless. Let's move on to the preview. So, on Sunday afternoon, Newcastle United will travel to Wolverhampton, across the other side of the country, where we will be obviously playing Wolverhampton Mundras, also known as Wolves. Um, Ian, what are your thoughts going into that Wolves game? Um, usually, I'm not that confident um, going down to Wolves. It's always been a bit of a bit of a tricky place to go. Um, but on the back of Sunday, particularly, um, I don't think there's anything to fear at all. I think we've obviously shown that we can compete with arguably the best team in Europe. Um, not even compete for I thought for a good portion, definitely of the first half and start of the second half, absolutely battered them. Um, so I think we'll be going down there in a lot of confidence. Obviously, yes, but at the time of recording yesterday's result against Tramia wasn't as pretty, but still, um, it's a victory. So the morale, I think, will be really, really good. So um, I would hope I'm a little bit more hopeful than what, what I usually would be. Nice. Yeah, like you said, the momentum is there and it continued last night in the uh, UEFA, the UEFA Cup. Not quite. Uh, the... Uh, EFL Cup, the Caribou Cup uh, against Tramia. Uh, Decker, did you see that game last night? I did. Yes, I did. Um, it was for me. It was very much, I think, what we expected. You know, in regards to to the performance. I think um, when you've seen the lineup, you know, you know there's going to be a a difference in class, isn't there? You know, the quality's not really going to be there. I still thought that they worked hard. You know, they still, they still were. Um, they were certainly up for it. There was just a just that lack of quality. I mean, you look at the front three. You knew there wasn't going to be much getting created. Um, and I felt in, in large parts we couldn't really live up to the physicality of them in, in, in certain parts of the game. I mean, they were dirty. And there's the term of physical and there's dirty. And I think they were more leaning towards the dirty side. Like, But um, but at the end of the day, you know, that we got the job done. Um, but the sad thing I always think is there was a few injuries there as well. And yep. I think that's another reason why. Back in the day, you know, we've said many times that we want to go for cups and we want to be seeing my managers play a full strength team and stuff like that. But you can understand why they don't. It's it's so obvious why they don't do that. So it, I'm glad we're through. But obviously, there's a little bit of a bit knocks there. I think that could trouble with as a squad anyway moving forward. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think you know in these early rounds when you play or potentially play those lower league sides, they're out to do anything they can to get that win. So like you say, things do sometimes turn a bit on the dirty side in terms of challenges. There's a lot of late challenges, a lot of blatant fouls last night. Um, you know, we seem to have picked up at least one, you know, absolute injury in Emil Kraft, who was stretched off, unfortunately, last night. Um, and obviously, Jamal Lasalle's nose. I don't know if you've seen his interviews today that were posted from last night, but if he isn't concussed, I don't know what concussed <laughs> is because he couldn't even remember his own name. I'm very surprised the club put that video out, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, yeah, yeah, he he's probably a doubt for the game on Sunday if he was even in contention to begin with. But we'll come to the lineup a bit later on. We'll actually talk about Wolves first of all. Um, so they're going into this on a bit of a bad run. Um, they've played three games, I believe it is, or four games. Um, they've Still haven't got a win, and they've only scored one goal, uh, and they have one draw, which was against Fulham. Um, there are other two games against Leeds and Tottenham. I believe, Decker, you saw the Tottenham game. They were they were quite good uh, against Tottenham, certainly in the first half, he said. Um, how do you think we're going to fare against Wolves? I think what Ian said there, I think, you know, you look at the start we've had. I mean, we're unbeaten. We've had an incredible performance, I felt, against Forrest. Um, obviously, I know people might say they're not the strongest of opposition, but you know, we made them look ordinary, which 
isn't something we're used to seeing, making teams look yeah. ordinary, and I, I felt we did. Um, Brighton was obviously a tougher test. City was incredible on Sunday. Um, I just feel that we've, you know, our tails are going to be up. You know, I mean, we're, we're going to be going in there with confidence. Um, and we've got players that can hurt teams. And I, I, I always say that if you've got the likes of Maxi on form, you've got Bruno in the team. Almiron's obviously got, he's got abundances of pace, but there's a little bit more quality there coming from him. We know we can yeah. hurt them. And um, having said that, though, you know, I, I appreciate, obviously, you know, Wolves haven't won. They've only scored one goal. But honestly, against Spurs in that first half, they were they were very, very good. Um, that absolutely battered them. I think at half-time, I think they had 12 shots to their one or something like that. And they were, if they just had that striker, that clinical striker, they would have been potentially out of sight. So, um, But I'm, I'm still confident, though. I, I generally think we could extend this unbeaten run and maybe even pick up three points. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, you, you mentioned about uh, Wolves not having the striker. They have had a few injuries, which... Are potentially due back against us. Uh, you've got, you know, Raul Jimenez, Moutinho, uh, Semedo, and Traore all ready to come back into the squad. Which, you know, be mentioned Wolves players, or you think of Wolves players, they're probably the first four that'll come to mind, other than, you know, maybe Neto, uh, um, and I can't remember the other guy. Neves. Neves, that's Neves. it. Bit of a Ruben Neves. Yeah, he likes a shot from outside the box. Um, are you worried, Ian, that? the return of these players will boost Wolves a bit and, and give them a bit more of a, a kick than what maybe they would have done uh, had those players not been available? I think I think there's the sort of the opportunity. I think it's the same for every club. If, if big players come back, it doesn't just lift fans, it lifts the, the rest of the squad. Yeah. Um so I think it's I'm sure Jimenez might have scored in the in the cup in midweek. So that'll be sort of a good confidence boost for him. And like you say, Ruben Neves is very dangerous. Um, Triore for all that he's he's massive. He's very quick. He can be dangerous. So they do have players to hurt you. Um, yeah. But I think again, I think a lot of Newcastle fans, even myself, um, are kind of still stuck in the era of what we've previously been. Whereas under Howe, I feel we're we're very very regimented, um, even in tricky games. Um, so I, I would like to see that. I think it'll be. A, a good challenge, but um, um, the same as Decker, I think possibly three points are on the card. Um, the only slight concern that I have is obviously now Callum Wilson's out. I'm sure we'll touch on on sort of this, like you say, the lineups uh, a little bit later. Um, where your goals are, are going to come from? Um, I know obviously a couple of people have added added to that, but without Wilson, really, I thought we were looking, particularly in pre-season and some of the games that I've seen were, would sort of look like we had run out of ideas. So um, that's my only concern, but I, I think we've, we've probably got enough to at least get a point. Absolutely. I think it was Traore who scored on Tuesday. That was a screamer. Um, and it, no, was, it, was it was a great goal as well, yeah, on the volley. Uh, from what I, what I remember, I, it kind of dinked up from him. He's in the middle of the box and he just whacked it in it. I mean... He's had a year at Barcelona, so he's obviously been learning some new tricks whilst uh, over in Spain. Um, yeah, you mentioned about kind of you know us losing Callum Wilson um, and and also the mindset of previous eras. Obviously, the last time we travelled to the Molyneux um, was under the previous ownership, and it was actually the last game of the previous ownership. Uh, it was a two-one defeat uh, with two goals from He Chan Wang. Uh, and uh, good old Jeff Hendricks scoring his uh, his one and only goal for that season, I believe. And it was the last game of the of the Ashley era. I think it was literally the week later that uh, that the that the takeover happened. Um, 
we're expecting different. We're expecting a different performance, I think. And and I think if you look back to the game back in, I think it was in February when we played them after the takeover and after the window, it was a much closer game. It was a one-all draw. Um, Jamal Lascelles getting a goal. And uh, the guy who I couldn't remember his name, Ruben Neves, picking up a, uh, picking up a goal as well. Um, when it comes to Wilson Decker, are you worried that Chris Wood is our only kind of striker at the moment? On the books, and I will use the term on the books because as we're recording this, there is a lot of news happening, and we'll come to that in just a few minutes. But uh, does Chris Wood obviously got a goal last night, and it was a, a beautiful header. Uh, a lot of people are praising Trippier for the uh, the delivery, but I think also Wood does a lot to get him on, get onto that ball and actually steer it in the right direction. Um, but the fact that we just have Wood at the moment as a lone striker, is that a worrying factor for you, Decker? Um, well, if, if I stay... True to the current situation, I'd, I'll I'll say yes, it does worry us. But I think we all know, you know, obviously we're about to to smash a record and obviously get another one in, which would be absolutely amazing. But um, I, I just do want to touch on that Wood goal. I, I think um, that'll do a lot for him as well. I think yeah. he did. He, it was a great header. It really, really was. And to me, it was like Shira esque. To me, it was you know, it was mm-hmm. like the old days. It was a beautiful ball in from Trippier, and he took it really well. Um, I think as well, sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't want to be um, awful or negative here, but I'm not I'm not a big fan of Wood, to be honest with you. I'm not, right? And, and But I think when you're rough front with Murphy and Richie as well, it's not going to help him very much either. I think, you know, if he's got better players around him, for example, let's say what this new lad does come in, which we'll touch on later, um, and doesn't start, and it is what he goes for, I'm fine with that. That's fine. You know, he's, he's got a goal midweek. He's going to have better players around him on that on this game on Sunday and that's absolutely fine. Um and I'm 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 hoping that Wood is able to come in and do a job when he's asked to because he's 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 not going to start all the time obviously. Um yeah. But no I would still be quite confident if he came in and, and, and started on Sunday. I really would. Yeah you've touched on a good point there about the delivery um that Wood received from Trippier. And I think that's the one thing that Wood's proven from that goal is that if you give him the delivery he can get a goal, and I think that's what we've really been lacking because usually when Wood comes on, and if he hasn't been starting, it has been when there's other players on the pitch who maybe don't have that quality of calibre to knock that ball into the box as much. Or what we do tend to see is we end up playing the long ball and he ends up being more of a holding attack to play onto other players, and it just doesn't work. Um, Ian, if, if you had to play Chris Wood, who would be your ideal kind of, let's say, left and right wingers to, to partner him? It's a difficult one, that, because usually, usually, although I think we've got decent quality in, in wingers, we haven't really seen a lot of deliveries. I think if, if we go back to last season, obviously Wood featured heavily um, when when Wilson was out. Um, and I, I don't think we've played to his strengths. Don't get us wrong, I think he, he grafts a lot. I think he's a, he's a good grafter, even defensively. I think he, he possibly, arguably, puts more pressure on the defence than what Wilson has. Um, again, that could have been Wilson feeling his hamstring, who knows. But um, obviously, I mean, in general, not just for Wood, but for the team and based on recent performances, I think St. Maximum picks himself, um, I thought, against Man City. Um, Deck, I'll be happy to hear this because I know Deck, I'm a massive critic of him, but I thought he was literally possibly the best game he's ever played for. Um, and then on the other hand side, Almiron, I think, it, again, he, he's got so much effort and endeavour in him and the, the criticism was that he wasn't adding goals or assists to his games 
uh, pre-season. He obviously he showed a different side to his game, and then even sort of in the the game so far, he's looked a lot more intelligent. His runs have been a lot more clever. And he's been linking up really well with Bruno. So I think if we can get them down the channels and and get some decent balls in, like I say, St. Maxman put in um, some really good deliveries against Man City um, and Chris Wood's on, on his game, then I think there's a, a goal or two for him. I think uh, the goal that he scored against Southampton, I think, was Shelby, who obviously you know the quality of, of delivery he has. So if you can, like I say, get that quality of delivery, there's definitely goals to be had for Chris Wood. Absolutely. I think my only my only concern with Chris Wood playing with Maxi, I think you see on the pitch there isn't a chemistry there at all. It's almost as if they don't like each other. And, I, and I'm not saying that that's what it is, but when you see them on the pitch, they're always kind of barking back and forwards to each other because either Maxi isn't where Wood wants to be or Wood isn't making the runs that Maxi wants so he can play him in. So I think there's a lot they've got a lot to learn from each other. And I think it's something that Eddie Howe's probably worked on with them. Um it's probably still a big work in progress. Um, I don't maybe think Eddie Howe was banking on having to rely on Wood as much as he possibly will do over the next three or four weeks because it has come out today that Wilson is out for three to four weeks uh, with his hamstring. And, and let's hope it's a Wilson three to four weeks, not a Shelby three to four weeks. Otherwise, he'll be out all February. Um, I think I just want well, to touch on one thing there. Sorry, Scott. Um, yeah, about, Wood, about Wood, I think... As a team, you know, I think it, it it can be hard. I think sometimes we obviously we're set up with Wilson up front. Obviously, Wilson's you know in behind. He's a totally different forward than Wood, yeah. and we're obviously geared up to play a certain way with him. And when then he's not there, especially in in a match, obviously you've, you've got a week to prepare for it. Can be different, but in a game to then put him on, I just feel that some of the players are not really. We're just not geared up to play with a yeah. with a target man almost because we're so used to having this Wilson style striker. Um, and obviously, when you play with it, basically inside forwards, really, again, sometimes the delivery is not going to be coming in as often, the crosses. I know what Maxi did yeah. for Almer on the weekend there, but um, he almost your whole style has to play as a, sorry, change as a team to get the best out of Wood. And that, that's not always not always easy. Like it's not and and i think one of the one of the re, one of the areas where we where we struggle is to get players around wood when that ball is coming towards him when he is playing in that holding role um i think you know the likes of joe willick and to an extent even bruno could do a little bit better in getting closer to him cuz he's going to win pretty much every ball that you play towards him cuz he's he's like 8 foot tall right he's 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 going to win most balls so You've got to have someone next to him to get those knockdowns. And I think, you know, the two wingers are, are too wide. You've got to rely on the box-to-box midfielders to, to be box-to-box and actually get the ball to him. So it'd be interesting to see if we start with Willick, and like I said, we'll come to the lineups later on, um, if he can get closer to, to Wood uh, and, and actually win on those balls. And like I said, I'm sure Eddie Howe's been working on this all week because he would have known from Sunday that Callum Wilson probably wouldn't be playing this weekend. Um I like to think he'd, he'd probably thought that even if he was fit, he would still be able to rest him maybe and, and kind of scratch it off and maybe start him against Liverpool next week. But like we've said and like we've touched on briefly, uh, there is breaking news throughout today uh, and a bit of yesterday as well, and that is that the uh, Swedish international, uh, Alexander Isak, or Isaac, however you want to pronounce it, uh, is set to sign. Um, it's a record-breaking transfer fee of, uh, I believe, it's around sixty-three million euros. Um, which, like I said, if you said that was going to happen when we played Wolves away last season, 
would laughed in your face, right? We would have absolutely laughed in your face. Well, one, it was outside the transfer window, so it couldn't have happened. But two, the ownership, it's, you know, it just wasn't one of those things. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, this is Newcastle stepping up to the plate. This is a sign that's, you know, a marquee sign and that fans have been waiting for. Um, but also, you know, I've seen some quotes today on Twitter saying that this is Newcastle entering that elite state. And while I don't quite think we're there yet, you know, it's one signing. He's he is quite unproven in the Premier League. Well, he's completely unproven in the Premier League, but he has done it on an international level and at club level. Um, in terms of if he's ready, which it looks ever so likely that he will be ready to be included in the squad on Sunday, Decker, how much of a role do you think he'll play in the game uh, against Wolves? Um, I don't personally see him starting but I think he might come on, give him 20, 30 minutes if we're struggling for a goal. Yeah, well, I, a few things to unpack there, really. Um, so, obviously, I agree that how would have known that Wilson couldn't, wouldn't be able to play on Sunday. So, and obviously, he started with Wood, and I, I, I bet at that minute when he started, Wood, he was thinking, please don't get hurt, because obviously, at that point, going into Wolves, you would have had nobody at all at that point. Yeah. Um, I think, given that Wood scored as well, I think Wood will definitely start on Sunday. And I think, yes, he will play some part, maybe 20 minutes, um, maybe longer if something happened to Wood. But if Wood's able to just, you know, it's fine and he's playing okay and he's not injured or anything yeah. like that, I think we we'll may get a cameo like sort of role from him. Um, that's what I would think anyway. Um, I, I don't see any real point in starting him immediately. Um, in regards to these, I mean, you want about people saying that it makes for elite and things like this is the signing. I mean, to me, I, I'll still go back to the Trippier yeah, signing. I still felt that that was the one yeah. Um, I, I appreciate maybe not like longevity wise, but that was still a signing where I thought, whoa, that's not what I expected. You know, he's too good for us. Uh, then Bruno then came in, who again had this sort of, um, you know, status from a lot of people, and he's proven that, you know, already. Um, and then this is like another one on, on that. And you just see we're just progressing, aren't we? Like, you know, little pieces yeah. of the jig, the jigsaw is coming together. Um, it, it's absolutely unbelievable. Like, I still pinch myself now seeing we're spending this type of money and. It's just unbelievable, it really is. Yeah, I mean, if, if this comes through, I think it takes our total spend, um, including January and uh, and this window, to around £200 million uh, in pounds. Um, Ian, I, I, th I don't think a lot of people were expecting us to maybe go all out for a striker at this part of the window, especially not with, you know, the, the rumours that were going on that possibly there was only £20 million left to spend. Um, has it come as a, a big of a shock to you as everyone else that we are, you know, putting my hands in my pockets and, and actually spending this amount of money on one player? I think so. Like you say, given the rumours of, of that we only had £20 million to pay up front, but again, how much of that is true? It, it seems like everyone, sort of, particularly on Twitter and, and journalism in general, just tries to get the, the first story out, regardless of how much truth, uh, the element of the truth there is in there. Yeah. Um, so... Based on, like I say, the rumours, it, it is quite surprising. Obviously, I think we're, we're linked to him quite early in the window. Um, well, I mean, we've been linked to every, everyone and his, his dad, haven't we? Um, but I think given, given the fact that Wilson got injured, I think we've then looked at and gone, right, we're, we're probably going to be in trouble here. Even, like I say, Wilson's out for a month. Still a month without EP striker with only one red like named striker. Um so I think that's possibly had a had an element to to why we went all out. Um 
But I'd, I'm in agreement with Decker, I think, and yourself. I think he's probably, obviously, if he's registered and, and he's on the bench or whatever, I think he's going to get a cameo. And it's not not really um, not really too sort of strange for that to happen. If you, if you look at how he brought Bruno in and how he potentially yeah. was trying to bring Botton in, and obviously injuries dictated otherwise, you've seen that from him. It seems to be sort of his, his philosophy has just sort of eased them in. Um, so I think, like you say, if, if he's down and travels with the squad and whatnot, I think I think sort of 15, 20 minutes he'll probably get. Absolutely. And and, and touching more on the actual player himself, um, I've only really seen him from that Euros where he was outstanding. Um, you know, he scored a couple of great goals against Greece. Um, and I cannot remember the other team I saw the goal that he scored against, but he had an outstanding um, Euros, which kind of brought him into the forefront of a lot of people where this lad's been eager to bust through and that was his kind of his year. He seemed to have a bit of a, a lesser, if you look at the numbers, certainly a lesser return last season. I think it was only four goals. Um, but if you want more on that player, I would highly recommend you've watched the T4 video that they've done on him because they've, they've released a video about two hours ago on him, how he's going to fit in the Eddie House team and all that. And it, it's really insightful and it actually gets you even more excited for this guy coming into this team. Um, I feel like if we are going to use him, we could use him in one of two ways because he is. A, it looks like he's going to be the type of player who likes to sit deep and run at defenders. And I think Maxi's going to absolutely love him for that because it's going to allow Maxi to get sit back in that his little bit of space, run forward a bit with the ball, pass it to Isak. Isak can hold a turn, run with the ball, and then get it back to Maxi and you know do what he needs. He does also tend to like a shot. Uh, he has a very high shot return rate from what I've seen. Uh, and again, going from the stats that they had on that, uh, I think the Athletic put a, um, a a heat map out this morning of him compared to Wilson. Uh, and if I've got it, I'll put it up on the screen uh, when I'm editing this. And it they're pretty much identical, but he takes a lot more shots. Um, and, it, and his defence isn't as good as Wilson, but they're very similar matched. Um, my one concern is when Wilson's fit, how do they fit them both into the side together? And that's always a concern because you don't spend 70 million and have it sitting on the bench unless you really like PSG or Man City who can afford to do that. If this is your star player and your transfer break and uh, transfer transfer record break and signing, he's got to start, doesn't he, Decker, even if Wilson's fit? I, honestly, it's exactly what I was thinking as well. Um, it's I, I'd love to see, yeah, wonder what Wilson is thinking about it all. I mean, obviously, you, you know, all the players will be buzzing that we're getting another player in, certainly if this yeah. amount of money and all the rest of it. But it's a real strange one because, like, as you say, when Wilson is back fit, like, to me, you know, Wilson is my guy, right? Like, he, I absolutely love him. But I appreciate he's not going to be fit. He'll be injured again. There's no question of that. He'll be hurt again. So and I'm, I'm well aware of that. But when they're both back fit, it's a... Uh, Wilson will not be happy, mind you. He'll not be happy because he, he wants to go to the World Cup. He said it the other day on that podcast I was listening to. Yeah. He said, you've got Harry Kane and then it's me, basically. He's, he yeah. holds himself that high, you know, and he won't be wanting to sit on the bench. So it's a real interesting one to see how that's going to pan out because we're never going to play two up front. Um, I can't see... I just can't I can't really see how that's going to work. I think one of them's going to be upset, to be honest with you. That's the bottom mm -hmm. line. One of them's going to be left out. And for me, I personally think it would be... It would be Wilson because I can't see you spending seventy million quid. Oh, sorry, sixty odd million pound and sitting them on the bench. Yeah. I just, I just can't see it. I think the only the only thing that I would maybe think is that now we've 
potentially got a player like Wilson, who is like for like, Eddie Howe isn't as reliable on Wilson, so we can maybe just rotate a bit more and keep him fit a bit longer. Obviously, you can never you know rule out freak injuries during the game, but if he's not playing as much, surely he's not going to be as much of a risk. But then you've also got to think match fitness is a thing, and if you're not playing week in, week out, you'll slowly start to lose it. So it's going to be interesting. And no doubt there's going to be a ton of videos from a ton of uh, ton of people throughout the week about this uh, this new sign-in, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. We'll take our focus back to the game on Sunday uh, because this is a match preview. It's not the uh, Alexander Rizek show. Um, lineups when it comes to this. Um, obviously, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Daryl because he said there'll be uh, nine or ten changes for the, the Tramia game, and he got that spot on. Um, Ian, I'll come to you for this. In terms of the lineup. On Sunday, do you think it's back to City minus obviously Callum Wilson? Um, for the most part, yes. The only thing that I, I was thinking about today is obviously the left back situation. Yeah. So we've had Dan Byrne filling there. He's done all right, but he's he's not a left back. Um, Matt Target obviously last night got forty five minutes and then was brought off. Whether that was whether we, he was struggling, he wasn't he wasn't ready for. A, the game or it was protection. It was always planned that he was only going to get 45 minutes. It remains to be seen. But um, if he is fit, it then goes back to the question I think we had for the City game when we we're kind of expected Matt Target to be back was, does he revert back to him at left back and then who misses out? Because I think Trippier and Shaw are, are definitely going to feature and that would have been a toss-up between Dan Byrne and, and Botman. Um I think the midfield picks itself. Um, Bruno, Joe Linton, Willick, um, and then Almiron, St. Maximum, and then Wood. That would be my team. Obviously, Nick Pope and goal. Um, but yeah. the only, like I say, the only question for me would be is target fit? If he is, what would be the situation at left back? Yeah, and I think, I think again, it wasn't anything that Eddie House said because his uh, pre match interview will be at time of our recording tomorrow. So we don't know what. What's what news has come out of there? But from what I've read online, it was kind of it was always the intention that Target would get forty five minutes just to kind of get the game back into his legs because he, he's he's been out with a dead leg apparently, which a two week dead leg seems a, a long time, but mm-hmm. you know that that it is what it is. Um, I was actually really impressed with Jamal Lewis last night. I thought he did a solid job when he came on, and I actually didn't think he put a foot wrong. Um, Decker, when it comes to a lineup tomorrow, especially on that left-hand side, obviously if targets fit, you play them. But if not, do you stick with Dan Byrne or do you maybe bring on someone like Jamal Lewis to uh, to play that game? It, for me, you, you stick with, with Dan Byrne. Um, I, I wasn't discouraged by what I seen in Lewis by any stretch. It wasn't that. It's just I think you've got to understand that the length of time he's been out, the calibre of opposition we were playing. Um, so it's nice to see him back on there, definitely. Um, but for me, I, w- I would stick with Dan Byrne if Target's unavailable. If Target is available, then that makes you centre-half situation. Uh, well, certainly, obviously, we know Shea's going to play, but between Botman and Byrne's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I kind of think you'll go back to Byrne, to, I think, personally. But um, the rest of the team, as, as Ian said, kind of picks itself, I think. Um, the player who... I'm going to fast-forward here for no reason whatsoever, but I'm still going to do it. Um <laughs> The player who I think really, really does have a future though was Anderson. I, I really do, and and feel like feel like he could do that Willick role really well. Actually, uh, I know Willick's got a bit more 
pace about him, certainly over the early early start, you know, not like it's of a sprint. But I really feel he could do that role like really well and also that'd be an interesting one. Um and also if Wood is starting and say say Togger couldn't play, right? So it is Burn left back. If you've got Burn, Botman, Wood, my God, you've got some real dangerous on set pieces, like yeah. really big lads. So that again is interesting as well. So but yeah, I, I think if, if Target's if Target's fit enough, I think he starts and I think Burn moves in for Botman. If not, you start Burn out there and uh Botman obviously then plays. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Willock's pace. Um, watching him on Sunday just skip past Kyle Walker like he wasn't even there. I didn't realise he was that fast. Um, and that was with the ball as well. It wasn't like he was running past him um, just, just uh, you know, as a as a sprint. Um, Kyle Walker is not the slowest player in the world. Um, I think we touched on that as well last week. It'll be interesting. I personally think it'll be very similar to the City lineup. Um and like I say, that left back position is the the deciding factor to who plays in centre back. And if, if it's my target fit, then I think that's where you'll get changes. If he's not fit, then it'll be as is really. Um it will certainly be an interesting game to watch. It is live on Sky, uh, I believe on Sunday. So it's uh, the one o'clock Super Sunday uh, game. Um I always have to figure out times and everything because I'm an hour ahead and my phone and everything's telling me the wrong time. So uh Trying to figure out when that is. I think it's one o'clock, but I do. I think it kicks off at half one. One thirty, yeah. So that should be a fun one to watch. So lineups out of the way with. Let's talk about a prediction of a score. Uh, and Decker, I'll stick with you. Uh, what's your predictions for the game of the weekend? Um, I'm going to go two 0 Newcastle. Yeah, two 0 Newcastle. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm really yeah. confident, honestly, and I. I think a lot of that stems from. Well, from the whole start, really. I mean, the whole start, you know, we're undefeated, you know, and I appreciate we're going to lose eventually, but uh, Sunday's game was just so, so impressive. Um, and if we can carry that forward, I, I, I honestly think if we can carry that type of form forward, then we'll be able to live with with. I really feel that way. So I'm going to go 2-0 Newcastle. Awesome. Ian, your prediction? Um, I'm going to go 1-0. I think, like I say, just echoing what Decker said, we've, we've got the, the confidence if you can take that from Sunday. The start that we've had, like, fair enough, obviously, Forest. But my argument for Forest was it's their first game back in 23 years. The likelihood yeah. is they would have been up for it. Um, and we absolutely decimated them. Brighton, albeit like not, a, not like the calibre of Chelsea or Man City, but when you look at their start, they, they're unbeaten. They've, I think... I think we we've been the only team to take a point off them um, and keep a clean sheet, and then obviously the three three against Man City. So there's definitely confidence in in terms of a performance and getting the results. But I just think with Chris Wood being your, your focal point, I just think you what Dagger was saying before you lack that um, that sort of opportunity to, to get in behind. So I think it'll it'll be it'll be a close game, but I think we'll nick it one 0 Awesome. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Um, I think I went 2-1 last week as well, but to Man City. But yeah, I think it'll be a 2-1 win in Newcastle. Um, I think it's going to be one of those ones where Wolves will have their tails up and, and they'll have you know that, that buzz of having their players back and, and I think they'll try and hit us early. Um, and I think they will score early, but I think second half will will maybe pick them apart a bit more and, and actually get, get the two goals. So yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Um, I think there'll be a, a really good battle between Jean Matinho and Bruno, you know, in terms of like yeah. you know being able to command that midfield. I think that'll be an interesting battle, that because they're very similar players in terms of how they want to dictate the game, and that could be interesting. 
They are, and and there's also you know you've got the wings as well. With uh, if if he starts, you've got Traore, um, and depending on where they play him and as on Neto, um, you've got those as well as as kind of potential lineups against McGee and and Saint, or you know if you want to go further back, Trippier on target. I think we're matched quite evenly, and, and I think Wolves are one of those teams that we're we should be aspiring to be like in terms of you know from when the takeover happened to to the rebuild. This is kind of I think this is our level in terms of the personnel. I think performance wise, I think we're, out, we're, we're we are maybe it's a bit overachieving in terms of last week against City if you put you know names on paper and stats and everything. But um, yeah, I think Wolves is always a game that you kind of you know. You'd kind of want to look away from and think, oh, that's going to be a tough game. But I think we now have the personnel, which maybe is make it a bit more evenly matched than what's maybe been in previous years. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, boys. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, it's been a good little chat. Um, if you do like this content, uh, there's plenty more coming throughout the week. Uh, you've got the FPL show. Uh, there's no extra time this week. Um, Roger is travelling back from Ibiza, so we're going to skip this week and come back next week. And obviously on Monday, you've got the Always Smiling Faces podcast um, with Decker and the boys, uh, probably going over the game that we've just looked forward to. So nice. enjoy that one. Um, like I say, if you like this content, be sure to hit the subscribe button at the bottom. It costs you absolutely nothing to do that. Um, and it also allows you to, while you're down there, hit the little thumbs up or the thumbs down button if you've liked or disliked this content. And you can also hit the bell for notifications. If you want to be extra nice, you can also become a member. Uh, our membership program is $2.99 or $4.99 a month. Uh, that gets you access to uh, the Telegram group, which today and yesterday has been absolutely manic. There's been so many posts in there about this Alexander Isak. It's been unreal. Uh, it's been a really good, good feel-good uh, room to be in. And it's worth the fee alone just for that. But you also get early access to videos, early access to this match preview, early access to the FPL show, and all sorts of other content throughout the week. Thanks, boys. I really enjoyed this one. Decker, good to see you. Thank you. Ah, yeah, first one, I think, for me on this preview. So uh, I'll definitely, uh, definitely be back. Though. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Always welcome, whenever you want, mate. And Ian, enjoy your holidays. We'll probably not see you for a couple of weeks. I wouldn't. Um, it depends how nice Sophie's feeling. Um, I might make a special guest appearance from your hotel room, but uh, we'll be out watching the match. Incidentally, I'm staying literally the hotel that was across the road from Decker when he was away. Oh, so yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's clued us in on all the bars to go to. So um, yeah, hopefully, have a great hopefully time. There's, hopefully, there's one there, and it's uh, there's a few Newcastle fans in there as well. Absolutely. Well, hopefully you can get to see the games at least. And if you can join us, even better. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We will see you in the next one. Have a good one. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.